Welcome back to The Unpolished with your hosts, Angela and Kendall. Let's get into it, shall we? We are back 2024 or whatever. Um, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it. The, this is truly, yeah, this is truly uh, an accurate <laughs> representation of how Angela feels about the calendar page turning. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I get a little contrarian in, in January. Um, it might be the Aquarius in me, but I was going to ask you, have you seen Saltburn yet? Or have you, have you heard anything about Saltburn, the movie that's going around with Jacob Elordi? I know you're not like a big like actor person, but. No, you can he's in, say any name, but. He's in Euphoria. Have you, have you ever seen him? Which Euphoria? one? Oh, is the, the like he's hot tall. douchey yeah. guy? He's tall and fratty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. He is the main character in this new movie called Saltburn and it is a 2006 period piece. It's like, and it takes place in Oxford. It's like British Gossip Girl meets horror film. Oh, it is okay. like taking the internet by storm. You can get it yeah, on yeah, Prime yeah. Video. Um, uh, also a viral TikTok or viral videos going around because Jacob Elordi is six five, and then his co-star is five one. And normally you can't like notice actor heights, but I'm just nosy and like look that up a lot. However, this clip is going around where he's like reaching down to get the other guy. His name's Barry in real life. Um barry's coffee and he i mean the size comparison is like as if it's jacob Elordi's personal baby doll it's like crazy so that that got the internet all so hyped. funny because i've heard that you know how tom cruise is like mm-hmm. so short mm-hmm. that he has like something where he will not be in scenes with people who are like dramatically taller than him <laughs> a guy with boundaries who got a like, <laughs> gotta love <laughs> No wonder he jumped on the couch in that Oprah thing. He's like, let me get some height. <laughs> it's like, I don't want anyone, aka Angela, to look up how tall I am once you see this scene. Deadass. Um, well, well, well. You know, thank you. If you've listened to the three episode drop that we've had so far, thank you for uh, coming along for the ride. Into yeah, our and can I just say, it's yeah. been so fun. Mm-hmm. getting messages from people about the episodes, like joining into the convo. It's like people were sending me the most niche things about the Gypsy Rose case. And oh, I was yeah. just like, the people have spoken. Like, oh, for or sure. about the motherhood one or whatever. I just, I so, so, so appreciate the interaction. A, a quick Gypsy Rose update. Uh, she, so her husband is like been loud online. And so- the internet is like really taking note that he's like everyone's coming for me um but you know me and gypsy are in love and like now i get to like be with my baby and he's like drama too so i'm just loving oh and gypsy also recorded this like thirst trap of her trying lash (laughs) extensions for the first time i mean i can't get enough slurp slurp her uh series comes out this weekend so i will be watching Okay, well, I will say this. We'll read this and then we'll be, yeah, we'll, we'll I promise all, we'll yeah. be done. We'll, we'll move on. on. Yeah. But someone sent me this today of like, so Gypsy, as we know, like she's throwing the thirst trap. She's like yeah, singing she's from out the rooftop. Proud. Yeah. She's free. Yeah. She posts a photo of her and her husband kissing. Says, Ryan, don't listen to the haters. Yeah. I love you and you love me. You, <laughs> We do not know. We do not owe anyone anything. Our family is who matters. If you get likes and good comments, great. If you get hate, then whatever, because they don't matter hearts. Besides, they jealous because they are rocking my world every night. 
Or because you are rocking my world every night. Yeah, I said it. The D is fire. Fire emoji. Happy wife, happy life. I'm like, she's the songbird of our generation. Honestly. What? <laughs> she, like, I'm telling you. She is out of the gates. Like, I have my own Instagram for the first time. And she's like, yeah, you heard it right, peeps. The D is fire. Like, can you imagine if I posted that of Glenn? No, he would have your neck. <laughs> I just love how almost irresponsible she is with how much attention she's getting. Like she's just living her life and has like it's so pure, no grass. It's like pure. That Four million most... people are looking. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, but we have more to say. Um, okay. So, do you want to hit him with something, or you want me to go hit, hit him with the best shot? Okay. So, here's the thing. <clears throat> if you guys are not familiar with the brand Living Libations. It is truly, I, I've i converted almost all of my good friends to this oil. <clears throat> they have a, a oil called like best skin ever. It's an all natural oil, essential oil brand, which like, I know that might give some people the ick, but I promise it's like amazing and not an MLM. This brand, Living Libations, was created by Nadine Artemis and she wrote a book called renegade beauty so i was suggested this a couple years ago reddit fell in love like it completely changed how i saw beauty as a whole and like how we work with the earth and like all the different things it's very it's not crunchy it's just like very natural but in a very inspiring and non like hippy dippy way so Anyways, rereading it again, I just was, I got a Kindle Oasis, which I'm in love. I'm in Tell love more. with my Kindle Oasis. Hold on. Also, I want to pop in here. So the oil she converted me to, and I am a skincare girly. I am a skincare junkie. I stay looking what what's out. What are the girlies loving? Like I'm in the mix. She successfully converted me to use this cleanser exclusively years ago. And that was all she wrote. I like even Clint it. uses it, who yeah. borderline was using like a five in one for his face oh, and for sure. Oh, so an, an ADHD <laughs> hack. If you hate getting your face wet, you don't have to wash this oil off and it's not oily, greasy. So it is like the best when you're just like, I can't even, I can't face getting my face wet. Cause that's like a sensory overload for a lot of people, me included. It solves that issue for me. Cause then I can just pop a little drop in my palm, rub it on my face and it's micro, what's it? Antibacterial. Yes. It's amazing. It. Like it's, it is truly the best. And I'm deep in her product line and Renegade Beauty was an incredible book. I had it downloaded onto my Kindle only because, so I just recently got a Kindle. Like I am a paper girly, like Angela and I go to the library. I was very hesitant about the Kindle, but when I'm like traveling around and stuff, I like to read a bunch of different books at the same time. And I was like, I cannot bring five books on a trip. Like I do need to have the Kindle at least for that. I'm fully converted. Like I love this for you. I, I love it. It's so lightweight. I got the Kindle Oasis, the reader, because I read a lot in the bath and I am very um, clumsy when it comes to the bath. I'm like setting it on the little tray. The tray falls in. Like I can't tell you how many waterlogged books I have. The Kindle Oasis is waterproof. So like you can read at the pool. You can read in the changer. bath. I've already dropped it in the bath. Like it's, 
it, she's fine. She's great. This is lazy, but it has two buttons on the side to turn the page. So like <laughs> normally on a Kindle, <laughs> normally on a Kindle, you have to like yeah, do your push. little finger. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And this is like, you keep your hand in the same spot and then just like press it where your thumb naturally is. It is. And it changes Ooh. to the next page. That's nice. Cause I like to have my hands kind of in the water, like yeah, well, I, also, it's like I read until I fall asleep. And then so sometimes I'll like stop reading because I'm like, I don't want to turn the page because I'm so <laughs> tired. This is like so out of personality for you to no, be like, no, so this is the most uncharacteristic. Down to be like, <laughs> no, but people get crazy with the like, the, you are not alone in this community of people that like don't want to turn the page because there are so many contraptions. I saw something on TikTok of this girl that had like made her own little thing where she can lay in bed and look at her book up. Like, oh. so she like created where she can physically have her book dangling above her head. And she has a little, a little fake arm that she can stay completely flat and then hold the little choking. fake arm. I got to I, I need no. to find a visual of this because I'm no. just like, it's all so that she doesn't have to move her oh. eyes, but she's so committed. I don't, I don't like being looped into this subcategory of fake arms turning the page for me. <laughs> Okay, I so have some yours? things. Yes, I have some things to report. Okay, all right, 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 right. Quick, quick ones. Number one, my friend Jordan Shelton um, is has like a presence online for being loudly alcohol free. We love to see it. I'm always like flirting that sober curious line specifically with alcohol. But she does like funny just personality stories too. And this just is like for all my petty people out there. Um, I told Nick this story and he was like, you know what? Why take the high road when you can take the low road? And I was like- go off so when you were like cuts, are you free right now <laughs> I mean this is so it was so yeah so this is for my road rage peeps so Jordan said that um if someone cuts her off in traffic or like flips her off or is like actively really just disrespectful on the road she will put their license plate in a litter app that she has on her phone oh. and say that they were throwing cigarette butts out the window and they will get a ticket in the mail <laughs> I love this information. <laughs> so do with that what you will. You I'm guys, gonna I have do. not looked into <laughs> this litter app. We I don't have support not... this behavior, but if you need to put it in your back pocket, sure, yeah, sure, sure. So speaking of petty and grudges, I need to tell the people about crows, the animal, black crows, similar okay. to a raven. I'm not going to get into my whole differences between the raven and crows. That's neither here nor there, but I did go down that rabbit hole separately. <laughs> You're like, but I do have a opinion. But I will be, I will be speaking about American crows. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember this fact. Somebody told me this 10 years ago, and it never left my brain, and it, I just visit it so regularly that if you are nasty to a crow, like you hit it or you throw a stone at it or whatever. And you see that same crow 10 years later, it will remember you. And that that's kind of, I mean, I'm not mean to any crows, but no, that's also terrifying. Of course not. I just never forgot that. So I was like, I have to follow up because I know that crows are really smart They're And then there's another separate feeling that people are like, crows are dinosaurs. Like look at crows closer. And like, they are the dinosaurs that are still roaming this earth. So that freaks me out. I actually can't. Her little beady eyes. Yeah. It, 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 
this is very Halloween-y. Guys, guys, this is the title of Okay, so <laughs> the, the crows is crows are dinosaurs. <laughs> crows are dinosaurs. Rachel Weston is like really in that camp. She's like, crows are dinosaurs. Like, okay, we have to okay. move on. <laughs> so crows, listen, everybody, crows can recognize human faces, behaviors, and pass it on to their offspring. So they have generational memory. So they are like getting stronger and better because the fathers and mothers are teaching the children. Yeah, well, this can't be fast. They're still like eating crumbs off the ground. Well, I mean, they don't have arms and legs. Like, they have legs, but like, what else? What do you expect them to eat? They don't have legs. <laughs> no, I'm just dying. I mean, I'm like, like you'd think that they start like building some pyramids or something, you know? Well, studies have shown that they can remember faces for at least five years. They can hold a grudge, but they can also give gifts. So I also saw this viral thing about like, this girl that would sit on the same park bench outside of her job, corporate job every day. And she befriended this crow that was just like hanging out there. She didn't know it was the same crow. She thought it was just a crow. And the crow like came up to her and dropped her like a little bead from a necklace. And so she kept Aww. it. And then every single day he brought her a new gift. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, then she, and then she did a portrait of all the gifts. So it was like a little flower, like a little. So they're, they're not all nasty, but I do love, and listen, I love that they hold grudges and they're like, if you are mean to me, like I've clocked that and I will remember that. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to use this term to describe people who hold grudges for years. Yeah. For real. Like they're crowing around. Crowing Uh, around. Let's see. Crow's ability to recognize humans was put to the test by wildlife biologists who conducted an uh, experiment using rubber masks. So they had one mask that was used on dangerous, quote, dangerous humans, while a different mask was used on humans that behaved neutrally. Um, The, quote, dangerous humans trapped and banded the crows and uh the people wearing the neutral masks did not engage to test the theory that crows can recognize faces the dangerous humans then returned to the area where the birds had been trapped and abandoned sure enough the crows behaved aggressively towards them dive bombing them and calling them angrily calling out and then they just ignored the neutral humans so they're just they understand emotional behaviors they have memories so just a word to your mother all right a word to your mother Um, do you want to get into some of the things that you are calling in and then I will read a little. Oh, okay. 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 So Angela and I differ on this, but I get this feeling every January. I'm not alone in this, but just this kind of thing of like, okay, we're going into new year. So I was writing some questions last night for myself to journal on, and I want to read them to you in case they're helpful. Okay. One, at the end of 2024, how do I want to feel and how do I incorporate to work towards that? So what do I bring in? Right. And then two, who in my circle supports that feeling and vision? How can I invest more deeply in that influence? Mm. I mean, I do, <laughs> I do like that. Like Kendall knows I'm not really a resolution girly in January, but who doesn't like the way of being like, I think this is a very approachable one of how do I want to feel? This is not like a big yeah, declaration. No, all of these, yeah. all of these are like, how do I want to feel? Yeah. And versus like, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds or I'm going to like, yeah. Yeah. you know, start this business. It's more like, and to be candid, like I'm coming off to December, not feeling great. Like yeah. I am just run down. Yeah. And to me, January was like, okay, we need to go forward differently because 
what has been going on the last couple of months is not sustainable. So like, how do I stop and intentionally like reset my energy? Um, And so that to me was like, okay, taking inventory of like who in my circle, especially like we just launched this podcast. We just came through the holidays. Like there's a lot coming to the surface of like who, who is there in your circle who is a good influence to where you're going and who supports who you are becoming. And anyway, and how do you invest more deeply into those people and that circle around you? Right. Yeah. And then three is what is that thing that I know is itching to be birthed this year? So I put an example, project, goal, starting of a hobby, conversation that needs to happen. So like, what do I know needs to happen in 2024? Imagine it's New Year's Day, 2025. And how do I feel if I had done that? And how will I feel if I haven't? Um, And so just, I was starting to write down things that I feel like need to be like tied up or need to be addressed or like need to like dreams of mine that maybe I've like left on the shelf where it's like, okay, how would I feel if New Year's Eve 2025, I hadn't done that? Not as a marker of time, but like more of the idea of like, am I going to let another year go by and Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. have touched these itches inside of my soul to do, you know? Um, and so four is there's five. So these are the last two four is when do I feel the most aligned and alive? Like when, and when did I, so I was like thinking back, like when in my life did I feel the most aligned and alive? And then why did I feel that way? And then I put, is there a way to bring those factors and habits back into this year? So again, not making huge like resolutions, but more like thinking back what year of my life or what stage of my life did I feel the most aligned and alive? Because I would love for those to be words that I describe my life now. I was writing down things that I was doing at that time or, you know, and I was like, okay, how do I bring that back in so that that is a a word and a feeling that I can say is for this year? I'm really glad that you, no, I'm really glad that you shared that because I've been, I didn't read your list in real time of like what you're going to bring. And these are so thoughtful and honestly, great food for thought for even those that are scared of resolutions because I, um, I I have a little bit of a hard time in January. I just can't get there. And I think that's normal and fine. And that's, what's so loving about me and Kendall's relationship and about like the different people in your life that bring out different things. Kendall is so somebody that is like thoughtful and intentional and she's a consistent drum. And I am more like gas and brakes, gas and brakes, you know, blooming and then resting. And I think both are totally like valid and just the Mm -hmm. way that we are fundamentally. And so that but that even if I'm coming from the other side, those are something that I'm thinking about in real time. I'm like, wow, that is a good point about the when did you feel aligned and alive and what was in your life at that point that isn't now? And can you bring that back? And if you can't, can you bring a version of that back? Even if it's tiny increments, you wouldn't even recognize like when you think through when was I the most aligned and alive? You're not thinking, oh, I was most aligned and alive because I was a gene size smaller. Yeah. Damn. Okay. That was a good truth bomb. Thank you for saying that because now I'm not so scared. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I told Angela, I was like, oh, by the way, I, I'm just going to talk about some like, you know, resolution, like stuff. Like, it's uh, not really uh, resolution. She was like immediately like, I, that's it. We're not recording. Like, I, said, I, I, I can't, can't do this. Do January. I'm no. not a. And I was no. like, no, I promise it's not going to be scary. Yeah, thank you. I got so scared. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little hack too for those that are scared in January. I just simply don't set my any intentions. I just let the year get going and then I set them in February. And I also keep them loose and fast. I know that uh, a lot of people are in the camp of like to get your goals, you have to make them. There's like that acronym SMART, specific and measured. I forget what they all are. But this whole list of like the way that you need to define your goal. And that's just not working for me at this moment. It's not that I am directionless. I'm actually finding my momentum again, but it's more that I can't like do those like extreme measures or I will just start to resist and rebel and move backslide. And so, um, and Angela and we're, I were talking about for this year, we were like no more muscling. Mm-hmm. Like outside of obviously sometimes like in motherhood and stuff, you have to just like make it through the day. But it's like the things that we want to do with our own time, no more muscling. Right. Exactly and so, that. you know, I don't know, resolutions to me can be a little muscly versus flowy. Yeah. So I get the resistance there. Thank you for walking us through that. Okay. So another thing that I want to talk about is now I am somebody that ebbs and flows in true crime love. When I got pregnant uh, with my first kid, I had to stop. It was like too much for me. And then I stopped for a little bit and then I'm kind of back into it. Different document documentaries, obviously Gypsy Rose, blah, blah, blah. All these different cases will still catch my eye. Um, but while I'm sort of in this wave right now, I was just interesting. I was making dinner the other day and I was like, I wonder if people have used psychics to help solve murders. And I was like, oh, I'm yes, sure. I'm sure there is. Yes. And I was like, so let me just quickly Google if any come to mind. And so I have two. It's truly just a paragraph each of some that people believe. I'm ready. Solved by psychics. Okay. So this is just, where's the first one? Okay. So Mackenzie solved the mystery of what happened to Richard Kelly. Oh, I got this from Reader's Digest Australia. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Mackenzie solved the mystery of what happened to Richard Kelly, a 17-year-old from Limerick, Ireland, when Richard's mother sought his assistance in 2006. So Mackenzie's the psychic. Unfortunately, the images Mackenzie saw were of Richard's body with a concrete slab as the murder weapon and a bridge oh, nearby. Yeah. Along the words, he saw the words Bridget and Bodike. In fact, Richard's body was found in the lake Low Bridget near Bodike, County Clare. A concrete slab had Whoa. been tied to each of his legs. So the the psychic saw all of that. The concrete, where the body was. So that was crazy to me. That's wild. Also, that that's so specific. That's why I picked um, that one, you guys, because the you can go back and look at the because um, it's not just like, oh, I saw a body, solved mm-hmm. it. Right. I mean, for right, those right. two words and the murder weapon, and it'd right. be exactly, I don't know. That's trippy. And a concrete slab. It's not like they said a gun. You know, that is literally the last thing I would think of as a murder weapon. And then I picked this one because it's from 1901. So I was like, let's get a little vintage one in it. It's um, about the death of Nell Cropsey. So when 19 year old Nell Cropsey disappeared somewhere near her home in North Carolina, it took the intervention of a psychic, Snell Newman, to crack the case. Newman had a vision of Nell's boyfriend killing Nell by sedating her with chloroform and then drowning her in the well. Yeah, and the boyfriend so, was brought to justice. So there's that on that, you guys. 
So that I'm sure there's plenty more, but those are just the two that I that caught my eye. But I was yeah, that's really trippy. I also like that this was like 120 years ago, you know? Right. Because right. they couldn't have had that great a forensic stuff no. going on. You know? Surely not. Surely not. So there's some food for thought, everybody. Okay, I really like that. You have anything before I take us home here? Okay, I will say, if you listened to the episode Gypsy Rose Needs a Belt, we talked about the, uh, like, hanging the photos, putting your inspiration of things you already own in your closet, going on Pinterest, you know, looking up those types of styles, getting those printed physically, and then putting them up. And anyway, we threw out that idea and I'm going to walk the walk, talk the talk. I went and did it today. So while I was waiting during an appointment, I truly just went on Pinterest, looked them all up, the different styles of things that I have that I want to style better and drove to CVS. It was across the street, plugged my phone in, had my photos printed within three minutes and hung them up in my closet today. So I love, are you saying you, so I am somebody that wants to get better at understanding how to search. So are you saying like, if you have red pants in your closet, you type in like red pant outfit and then just go Mm -hmm. through, or I'll try to think through as much as I can, how to describe an outfit and then go off of that. So it'll be like, okay, I have, for example, a Navy pair of trousers that are cropped. Like, so they're a little bit shorter and I wanted them that way, but I was like, okay, what are the different ways you can style this? So I truly typed in oversized cropped Navy trouser outfit. Hmm. And so then all these different things came up of like, and I got all these ideas. It was like, okay, wearing colored socks under them with trainers, like not even like crazy colored socks, like a, a, you know, like a burnt orange, yellow, like something that Hmm. goes with your outfit. So you can be completely neutral in your outfit and put a colored sock on with a slightly cropped trouser. And all of a sudden that is your pop of color. You know how you were talking about that, like the wrong shoe theory? Yeah. It's kind of like that where it's like putting in an unexpected thing. And anyway, so there was all these different outfits and ideas, but now I'm like, okay, I have this pair of trousers. I can try all these different things that I saw. And so I was printing photos of different outfits and things that had that and various items that I want to style better, including cowboy boots. Love, 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 love. Uh, When you mentioned the wrong shoe theory, I realized we never told the people. Wrong shoe theory is patented by Alison Bornstein. And she is a stylist on socials. I really, really like her stuff. And I booked her. Uh, a style consultation with her for I'm my so birthday. excited yeah. to hear about how that goes yeah so I'm pumped I'll come back with what I've learned and catch me in these streets looking different this year because yeah I'm she gonna, Angela you know. texted me I was like anyway so I was breastfeeding Shep and then you know in the night and then I couldn't sleep after that so I watched 70 of her videos I was like 70 can yeah. you give me your top three yeah so but when I was watching her stuff, it's real good. She's very brainy. She breaks down style in a way that actually makes sense to me. And she brings like an analytical lens. Okay, so while I've been sitting here, I I picked up this book called Notes on Shape Shifting. I haven't read it yet, but it's a very, it looks, I'm just, uh, you know, paging through it. And it looks like a pretty quick read. I got this from my friend Ashley uh, and it's by Gabby uh, Brero. Okay. 
And I just turn to a random page and I see this poem by her called Hooks. And I want to read it because I love it. The home is messy. It all hangs from a doorknob or a corner or a hook. Sometimes I think I could live in a home of hooks because I want to air everything out. If all these belongings could be hung up at eye level, they would stay in the light and away from the dust, away from the crickets. My belongings would always be on the verge of an outing, on the verge of use, on the verge of importance. The home is messy and I'm getting used to it. It is freedom. Is it neglect? Don't come over until I figure this out. I kind of liked this. Hits a little too close to home. I'm going to round us out here with a little segment that I want to do. So let me know if you're receptive to this, but I am an avid journaler and I have my journals from when I was a little girl and I thought it might be fun to just turn to whatever day it is and read what I was up to as little Ange and I'm so ready yes I also feel like it's going to be so 2000s coded like you guys will see so I'm going to go grab my first one I just I haven't read through all the years but I just picked one my first one what year is this 2000 so my first one's from 2003 and um I am 11 years old oh my gosh it's so cute to me you were journaling at 11 me too. I I think I started at 10 and I have one journal. I'm missing a couple from the, around the years. Like I've lost them or I've moved like literally 12 times since then. So I've lost a couple, but I think I started when I was 10. And sadly, in my older years, I've kind of gotten out of it, especially in motherhood. I'm not as good, but I'm hoping to return. But anyways, um, and obviously it's very emotionally like drama. Because I turned to my journals when I was like really out of sorts. So a lot of this is just so drama and none of the good stuff. But <laughs> let's see what I was up to. So it says, Dear Diary, yesterday, okay, blah, blah. I'm skipping ahead because these are just my family stayed for a week. They left. Today I did nothing. I wore, and then I described my outfit. Now, let me- Oh my me... gosh, I love you so much. <laughs> yes. Now let like me Like you explain... describing what you have at 11 years old. Yes. So let's set the stage. It's 2003, you guys. 03, Paris Hilton reigns the fashion world. I am at a Catholic school. I have to wear a uniform, plaid skirt, button down Oxford, the whole gamut, like literally a tie to school I have to wear. So we would get free dress days randomly throughout the year, like four or five a year. And it it would just ignite me to wear something outside of the dress code what high pressure to only have those like you get essentially four days a year to like flex on everyone and be like this is my style right and also true to who I've always been sometimes I would just be like I couldn't handle it and I would phone it in and not even wear clothes I like it's like the contrarian in me I I can't divorce her so I've learned to marry her I would have treated like the like it was the med ball some days I did. Some days I did. Apparently, 2003, I wasn't hitting, but this is what I said. Today, I wore my purple. Wait, why was I wearing my PSIA shirt? Okay, purple PSIA shirt. That's private school, like academic shirt. Oh, okay. I can't. I got on free last day. Year. Yeah, I was like, why am I wearing that? That's really Angela coded. I got last year black velvet jeans. I want those okay. now. Okay. And my hair was up in a messy bun with a touch of lip gloss. We couldn't wear uh, makeup. touch. So I was just really (laughs) floating the line. Yesterday, okay, skipping that trauma. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, all right. Well, anyways, I cried a lot. Okay. Well, guess what? My purse, I left it at Red Lobster's and it got stolen. A dress book, ATM card, money and lip gloss. Man, I was really I'm so, Okay. 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 I have so many <laughs> questions about 11 year old Angela. You have an address book that you carry in a purse at 11? Yep. Yeah. Well, guess what? It got in case stolen what? at Red Lobster's and <laughs> I got it stolen. A dress book, ATM card, money. Why was I having all these things? And lip gloss were all in there. Well, and the cheddar it. biscuits I shoved in there. Right. Exactly. And then I just end it with, well, I got a new purse. Amazing. She what had a beginning, a middle, and an end. <laughs> She's wearing velvet pants. She's carrying her address book. Yeah. Let's see what else I was up to. So this one is January 5th, 2012. So let's transport. Now I'm in college. Okay. I'm in my, okay. I'm like 19, somewhere in there. I'm not going to do the math. Okay, so you're going... still on college break, I guess then. Right. Thank you for setting the scene. I okay. am. Yes. And I'm at UNT. So I've already transferred out of Arkansas. Okay. Oh, this is, man, this is crazy now that I have them. Working with these toddlers is wearing me out. <laughs> I worked at a daycare. And now that I have two children, I'm like, girl. Yeah. I have no energy and no money. I spent $28. Oh, this is dating us too. 2012. I spent $28 on gas and the rest on groceries. I'm ready for my first paycheck. This is so college coded, which won't be here for like three weeks. I'm missing Trent a lot. He's been doing stuff for his grandma. So I know it's selfish. I say doing stuff for his grandma. His grandma had passed away. So what I meant was like he doing stuff going to her, his funeral, bitch. And, oh my God. Can you I believe know. this man? Like clearly not marriage material. He's going to his grandma's funeral instead of tending to me. Yep. I know it's selfish. I just miss him. This week's Grey's Anatomy made me ball per usual. The girl loses both of her parents. I just can't even imagine. And that's it. That's all I wrote. Wow. <laughs> There's so much there to, to break down. There's so like, much there. And, and what kills me too is you're like, hmm. after like crying at Grey's Anatomy, you're like, let me pull out my journal, jot a few things. Okay. That's my day. <laughs> oh, well. I'm really liking this segment. I wish that I had, I did not start journaling as early as you, but I wish I had my, I did in high school and college and still do. Like I have all mine now from like, probably mid-college on but I truly have no idea where the ones are that are before that yeah and I can't sit down and start reading them because that's just like not healthy for me I have to do it just like this where I just like quickly read one and close them down because I can't like dwell in the past I gotta just move on but I think it's funny most of them are cute and just wild what my brain space was at um so that's all she wrote your diary love it Anyway, thanks for joining us. Who knows what we'll be up to next week. We hope to keep releasing on Mondays. Uh, hit us in our DMs at the dot unpolished. And yeah, have we love a you. safe week. We love you. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap from your girls, Kindle and Ange. Thank you for listening. Send this to somebody that you think will like it. XOXO, the unpolished girlies. Bye-bye.